Hello there, everyone. This is Dan here at Tech Emergence, where we interview entrepreneurs, investors, and researchers in the domain of emerging technology. In the brain machine interface side of things, we've been fortunate to have a good string of interviews uh, with folks from Muse, OpenBCI, and some other great companies. Uh, today, I'm lucky enough to have the CEO and co-founder of Think on the line right now. They have coming out with a product in the coming year, uh, but I have Mr. Issy Goldwasser, who's on the phone with me right now. We're going to talk a little bit about stimulation through external kind of EEG-type technology and what the future that might look like in the next five years or so. Issy, how are you today? Great, man. Thanks. Of course. Yeah, glad to have you on. I know before we sort of got on the mic here, we are talking a little bit about what Think is up to and really a little bit of the future of this external, or, or I should say non-invasive BMI-type technology. Um, and, and we were talking a little bit about conjuring emotion. You know, there are technologies out there like Muse, which are more serving the role of, of detecting emotion, maybe allowing folks to be able to calibrate and understand how their mental states are affecting their mental activity and what that looks like visually represented um, and, and, and allowing them to kind of maybe have a little bit of better control over their emotional state. For, for you folks that think eventually the goal here is to influence uh, emotion and influence mental states via our own choice and being able to stimulate that um, through kind of external BMI. Um, you were in the middle of uh, talking a little bit about how that's done, and I think the folks uh, tuning in would be more than interested to, to know, how do we know how to stimulate these different areas, these different emotions, you know, whether it's productivity, creativity, etc. So I'll, I'll let you kind of take that open-ended one. Great. Yeah, thanks. I'll do that. Um, like you said, I mean, basically uh, everything that's out there today is really about sensing, measuring something, and I think we're doing the, the complement of that. We're, we're really not going outbound, we're going inbound with signals. And our goal is to, our, our mission is to find the ways to signal the brain um, to evoke responses, to trigger um, effects that you can use on a daily basis. And our first product next year is going to be centered on effects relating to um, giving you more energy or calming you. And, and those are the first two areas we found we could succeed at develop, uh, you know, robust effects that are better than placebo that are, you know, now have been tested in, in several thousand people in our R&D efforts. The way we do it is that um, we first have, you know, the, the, the large knowledge of base of neuroscience yes. uh, to work from, and we do. We have an atlas of the brain. That atlas is... Um, more like a 15th century map of Europe where you have <laughs> the countries yeah. and you have the capitals and you have the trade routes. Um, and you, uh, you know, you pointed out also, I think, we may have some dragons there on the, on the ocean. Yeah, yeah we, may, we may have some myths, <laughs> some myths yet to squelch, indeed. We do, we do. It, it, de it definitely is in Google Maps. One day it will be Google Maps. But it is, a, you know, an analyst that, that summarizes the, the, the knowledge we have over the past 80 years or so of the, of the brain. And in that atlas, we know there are certain pathways that are important, certain regions that are important. Uh, we know that we know a lot about anatomy as well. We know that, for example, we have, uh, all of us have 12 cranial nerves that are hardwired to the brain. And, the, you know, most of those cranial nerves are on our face. So, in fact, uh, you know, what we know is our, our first product really leverages those cranial nerves probably the most of anything else. And what we're doing is we're doing, again, signaling your body, your mind, to respond. So for a calming effect, we'd like you, you know, we'd like to trigger a parasympathetic response yep, yep. that calms you down. 
And for an energetic effect, it's, again, that balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic systems, um, again, is, is altered. So you can get a, a energy boost. And these are temporary effects. They last, for most people, 30 to 45 minutes. Sometimes they last, you know, longer. It depends on the person. But the way we do it is we start with a theory, you know, based on the neuroscience and the anatomy, uh, neurobiology, and we target a pathway or a region. So we have locations that we pick. We also have materials we use that, that interface with the skin. These are really important because we want to make great contact, make sure that the, you know, the you know, in our case, electrical waveforms we're using really do their job signaling properly. And then we have the actual algorithms, the actual you know, signaling, neurosignaling algorithms, which are the waveforms themselves. And so what we do, and we've done it, you know, again, with thousands of people, is we, we explore locations based on, you know, uh, on targets we're, 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 we're uh, aiming at, we explore materials, we explore the algorithms, and we improve and we improve and we improve, uh, and we basically get to a point where we can prove that our effects are definitely better and, and, and noticeably above a placebo effect. And that's not easy. You know, that's not easy no. for any product, whether nope. you're talking about a medicine, a drink, a uh, device. Beating the placebo effect is um, one of the toughest things you have to do. That's what every drug company has to do for the FDA, and that's what we have to do, I think, to, to get a compelling effect that, you know, really can be used by, us, by many people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you'd need that. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's companies built off of, you know, pl placebo effect-ish effect, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think for especially newer technology like this, adoption will have to be based on the, the conveyance of a legitimate benefit that couldn't be attained, you know, by convincing yourself or, you know, some kind of pharmaceutical treatment. Um, so so the idea here, it sounds like, and I understand resolution of, of external BMI uh, may, may not be... Um, as detailed or nuanced as it will be in the future. Um, so, so it sounds as though the, the degrees of stimulation here are going to, I mean, the, the sports psychology term, which is sort of the world I initially was in in, in undergrad, um, is sort of arousal. So you can up arousal, you can lower arousal in terms of kind of more calmed, focused, uh, collected state or a more excitative uh, type of, um, you know, some could be antsy in a bad way, could be, you know, excited in a good way. Of course, you guys would aim to, to excite the good sense of it. It sounds like sort of upping and lowering that in and of itself as sort of the prime mover of our, our your, your, your adjustment of state is sort of what you're influencing more than like, hi, we, we found the enthusiasm region of the brain and we've stimulated that exact section that makes you smile and, and uh, you know, stand tall. You know, it, it seems as though we're talking more about sympathetic, parasympathetic. Yeah, I was, I was. And, and they are different. I mean, we, we definitely use different regions for the energizing versus calming effect. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Motivation is linked, is linked, toward, is linked to um, attention. It's linked to uh, arousal. These are interconnected in, 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 in sometimes interchangeable terms, depending on which pathway you're looking at. Yep. Um, but, but absolutely. Got it. Okay, so that's what we're influencing initially, and um, just out of curiosity, I mean, think you know your uh, your technology will be out in 2015. The coming year, this is being recorded in November, uh, might go live in December or so, depending on how backlogged we are with interviews. Um, in terms of your initial applications, do you see sort of the arousal or the calming, you know, being the uh, the real driver of what folks will be interested? You know, my initial thought here is that. <clears throat> 
you know, whatever provides utility, not only in satisfaction, but potentially to an economic, in an economic sense, um, might be the real kind of chug along driver of, of a business. You know, if, if you got large corporations to buy these for everybody, so it would seem like maybe the, the excitative factor, so long as it can prove itself to, to yield some kind of productive end, um, may in fact be sort of the main driver, but I could be wrong. It might be the calming thing that, that ends up, you know, there, there's really the most demand for, maybe proves most efficacious. Do you have any idea about which one might be more important, or do you think maybe equally so? I'm interested in your thoughts. Oh, thank you. Great question. You know, we maybe rightly or wrongly, I'm not sure. I, I think we we completely focus on the individual consumer, not the company, not corporations. Got it. Um, we we only care about making an impact on their day, on their week, and so what we find is it's personality driven. Um, we tend to find that people either gravitate to one or the other most of the time. So huh, interesting. Mostly going to be in a, yeah, you're going to be either mostly in energy person or a mostly calming person. Uh, and the reason for that, uh, again, has to do with, I think, mostly with, with psychographics more than demographics more than anything else. It's just personality and, and what your day is like. Yeah, but yeah. the main uses. Okay. Yeah. And the main uses uh, are going to be, for example, for calming, I think that the overwhelming uh, case that we see is, is really unwinding uh, after a long day. Yeah. You know, whether you're whether you're an NBA player or a head such manager, a plumber, a teacher, uh, scientist, engineer, you know, it, it really doesn't matter what profession. I think what's happening these days, I've been written about a lot, is after we go home and we and we spend time with our families or our friends, um, we then get put back into email. Yeah. And we, a lot of people are putting a lot of, you know, more, another hour or so, an hour and a half, a couple hours. And then, and then your mind is racing again. So it's, it's really about, I think the need uh, is really about quieting the mind before going to bed and centering and just, just we call it calm, but I'll just say it's quieting the mind is maybe a better, yeah. better way to say the need. Parasympathetic. Yep. So that, that, that's what I see unwinding. For energy, it's going to be what, what you would, what you would like anticipate would be the, the most important thing would be, uh, you know, that boost of energy in the afternoon uh, that pre-workout boost yeah, yeah. and motivation that you want, uh, those are, those are I, I expect, would be the, the most common. But, you know, what we're also finding is there are a lot of really interesting groups of people who um, who have maybe a greater need for energy or calm, depending on what they're going through their lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, and, and, not surprising, yeah, not surprising. Well, you know, I mean, to make another sports psych analogy, yes, you tell me if I'm off point here, but to make a sports psych analogy, you know, <clears throat> um, it, it's, you know, performance person to person, if we're talking about, you know, productive yield, whether that's, you know, a, a match in, you know, wrestling or jujitsu, which is sort of my background, or whether it's, you know, I don't know, designing a uh, new email template or, or, you know, writing code for some new software as a service, um, the the performance will vary in terms of level of arousal person to person. There's some, you know, Olympic level wrestlers that, that look like they're about to go out for a cup of coffee when they shake hands with their opponent across the mat. And there's other people jumping up and down and slapping themselves in the face. And I think depending on your role and depending on your temperament, even productivity and even output, never mind just a kind of you know, preferred emotional state for your own satisfaction. I think performance might also vary in terms of level of 
um, level of arousal. And maybe that's what you're aiming to facilitate too. Like you had said, maybe, you know, getting hyped is not always what the working man is looking for. Absolutely. Now, performance and productivity is clearly a combination of the, those energetic states and the calm states. And, and for most people, to be honest, if they're going to compete or they're going to perform, uh, whether, and, that, and I don't mean just like in front of a large audience, but you could be going on a blind date. You could be going for an interview. Yeah. You could be, you know, you, there, there are many situations where you're about to take a risk and it makes you really uncomfortable. And for a lot of those things, or you're competing, and when you compete, um, you've already trained, and training gets repetitive. That, that may need energy to, you know, boost to help with. But, you know, when you're about to perform and compete, often what you need is calm. You, you want to get into a flow state, right? You want yeah. to be present. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to be nervous. You've already done your work. You've got plenty of energy. And what you don't want to do is just overstress and, and tighten up. Yeah. Right? Uh, overthink things. So, so, yeah, I think calm is equally as important as, and I think for a lot of people, more important than energy for performing well. You know, and, and I think that's something we're going to learn about. Yeah, no, I know. I think so as well. I'm very excited to hear kind of how the research comes along here. I, I'm familiar that to some level the military has done some kind of, you know, external mind stimulation for helping pilots learn and, and things along those lines. I imagine you've probably dug your, dug yourself pretty far into that that research and, and homework. Um, but I think, as you had mentioned, in terms of the Atlas, we've got a long way to go. And in terms of uh, external EEG um, you know, applications and improving those above placebo, which is a really big part of your job here. Um, you know, I think that we've got a long way to go there too, and I'm excited to hear how that will come along. Uh, Izzy, we had talked a bit ago about uh, sort of a little bit more of the far out ramifications here. The fact that this is really part of a procession of technology and that ultimately biology, technology, psychology are starting to become less black box in terms of our understanding of them and, uh, and more Google Maps to use your Atlas type analogy. Now, it, it sounds to me like, and this isn't the focus of your company today, but it sounds to me as though at some point to volitionally modulate emotional experience or state, um, uh, we, we may involve, or it seems actually borderline inevitable, that we'll get beyond kind of the scalp. Uh, and, and that, you know, there's folks at BrainGate and plenty of other important laboratories working on technology that does uh, go into sort of the brain in and of itself. Do, do you see that yourself as something that, you know, folks who are tuning in in the next 15 years will even come remotely close to, you know, detecting or dealing with? Or do you see that as a bit too far out for like a reasonable few decade kind of prediction? I'm interested in, in your thoughts there because, of course, again, this is your domain of expertise. <laughs> Well, you know, thank you. I mean, I, I think a, a lot about this area. Uh, it's it's why we we started the company. It's why we we get so you know there's so much passion behind it. Yeah. And, and honestly, I believe almost everyone, either explicitly or subconsciously, kind of understands that in the 21st century, the the biggest frontier ahead of us is this you know merger of biology, our biology, and technology. And the singularity movement, I think, is the, is the best way to, I think, you know, tangibly kind of talk about it. Yeah. And that's decades away in terms of ultimately reaching that, that goal, which is a true merger of technology and biology. And, and I, don't, I really can't say how far away that is. Yeah, it's tough to say. What tough to say. Is, yeah. What I do know is that we created things to take the first steps in that movement, which is to be able to, um, and do it the way that, frankly, 
we have learned in the past 50 years, technology has really evolved. What I mean by that is it's about personal choice. It's about things that are useful in everyday life. It's about people wanting to use it and, and then making, you know, impacting in a positive way someone's life. Those are the things that get adopted, that get investment, that get improved. And, you know, the market's built around those. So I think all of this, it will only happen, whether it's Think or anyone else, when really useful products that are, that are ethical, that are um, reliable and validated and work well, that's when all of this will, 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 you know, will take place. Yep. So I think, you know, this entire movement that's going to be um, taking place, we want to kick it off with our product next year and really show that it is possible to bring neuroscience to everyday life situations and that you will be able to get a boost of energy. You will be able to calm down. And that, you're, and that all this is happening via technology, but it's really a technology that's all it's doing is really triggering your biology. Yep. Not very, very much like a vaccine does. You know, vaccines are magical. They have saved more lives than any other technology, I think, in, in the history of humans, in human race, maybe aside from cleanliness. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it might be safe to say. It might be safe to say. <laughs> but it's, it's incredible. And, and what they do is they simply they trigger a response in our bodies to make our systems, you know, ready for, for a future attack. And, and here, it's a very similar approach. It's, we're not, you know, all we are doing is tapping into what we already have. And that is the key. And as long as we do that, I, I think, and I think also as long as other people in this, in this uh, field do that, it's going to lead to great products. And I think yep. that's the exciting part. Big time. Yeah, and, and I think you, you will be, uh, you know, because there's a business sort of notion here. I mean, you, you'll definitely want to be kind of modulating the uh, or, or have your finger on the pulse of how it's being conveyed because, yeah, I think, you know, there are going to be some people that will have the immediate reaction of, oh, my goodness, a remote control on my brain. No, the evils, you know, and then and then uh, and there's going to be other folks that maybe um, are a little techno optimistic, maybe too far, maybe not far enough, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, I, I think kind of portraying in terms of your own positioning and framing of what it is that's going on here, uh, I think that, uh, you know, uh, uh, conveying that in the right way will be important for what you guys are doing. And the way that you worded it, I think, is rather rather safe and I think is, is, uh, is also uh, congenial with, with what I think folks will be, you know, cool with, what the consumer, who, who it is, you know, again, not, not corporations for you guys, it's really the individual person, you know, what, what might appeal to them. So I'm excited to see how it rolls out. And Issy, I, I really appreciate you sharing um, your insights and, and a little bit of um, kind of what the future may hold and how the technology works. If people do want to learn more about Think, what you're up to, uh, you know, how things roll forward, um, where could they go to learn more about you, whether it's social media, websites, etc.? I think it's really the, the best path is going to our website, just www.think.com, and Think is spelled uh, T-H-Y-N-C. Yep. And there, you know, people who really resonate with this vision and want to try a product early uh, in alpha testing or beta testing or want to just know when the product is available and when events are going to happen, they can just sign up to our list and we're, we're going to inform everyone as we go forward. Cool. Very good. You heard it from the man himself, folks. Issy, thank you again very much for being here on Tech Emergence. Yeah, thanks again for the opportunity. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker, 
uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential. And make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, and be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>